Welcome to Better Animal Handling, episode 151. From the center of Missouri, USA, I'm C.V. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Abby, my cattle dog and master of disaster co-host. Say hi, Abby. Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from Chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode is on disaster evacuation preparation for horse owners. Our topics for this week are preparations for a stay-in-place disaster and plans for evacuating horses in times of disaster. The effects of global warming are causing more frequent disasters that affect animal owners. Protection of house pets is a big problem if faced with a fire, flood, or hurricane. But if you own livestock, it can be a huge problem. Today, we'll recommend preparations for horse owners to evacuate their horses during disasters. To prepare for short-term disasters without mandatory evacuation, or if evacuation has become impossible due to impassable roadways, you should be constantly vigilant in the maintenance of your barns and sheds so they remain in good shape to possibly withstand storms and avoid fires. Sufficient water and food should always be present to maintain your horses for a couple of weeks. To prepare for a disaster-prudent or mandatory evacuation, all horses should be trained to load in trailers without hesitation. This requires calm, small steps, basic training, and monthly rehearsals. Second, all horses should have individual identifiers. During an evacuation, you may have to leave them with strangers, or in dire circumstances when you cannot transport them to safety, you may have to free them. Ideally, each horse should have an internal and external form of ID. Photographs of the horse's hair coat markings can be sufficient for an external ID. Lip tattoos are also effective and required for racetrack horses. ID information can be attached to a halter, but this method should not be relied on since halters can be lost, switched to other horses, and if the horse must be set free, it should be naked. Halters and other tack might become caught on trees, buildings, or fences in trapping or injuring the horse. Nylon halters can melt into the skin during fires. The most common internal ID method is microchipping. Microchips about the size of a grain of rice can be injected into the ligament on the top of the horse's neck. The microchips contain an ID number that can be read by a hand scanner. The number can be registered with the microchip company and the horse's breed registry. Other means of 
internal ID include iris scans. Each horse has a unique pattern in their iris and nothing has to be injected into its body. Third, you should find a distant, safe haven, a stable, farm, or ranch that will agree to board your horses if needed during a disaster. The safe haven should have health requirements for your horses, including vaccinations and a negative Coggins test. A waterproof binder containing vital information to give to a safe haven caregiver in an emergency evacuation should be maintained. The binder should include records of vaccinations and the most recent Coggins test, as well as all ID information for each horse. Special handling advice and needed medication information should be included. If the medications are prescription drugs, they should be included in the binder at the time of evacuation. Fourth, you should maintain your horse trailers and tow vehicles in roadworthy condition on a moment's notice. It is best to have a contingency plan for your horse's transport if you do not have trailer space for all of them, or if an unexpected failure in your trailer's roadworthiness occurs. This may include an agreement with a horse transport company or a horse-owning neighbor with extra trailer space. Never sedate a horse prior to being trailered because they may be unable to maintain their balance in a moving trailer. At the first notice of a possible disaster, monitor the news and weather closely. In regional mandatory evacuations, evacuation routes may be a problem. Roads you plan to use may be blocked by the fire, flood, or massive traffic. Plan alternative routes, but the best option is to evacuate early. Don't wait for mandatory evacuation orders. Not only will this be the safest option for you and your horses, it will allow you time to concentrate on other priorities or helping others who need to evacuate. Review your evacuation plan and update your horse's information binders at least once a year. Instruct and remind all who may be involved in a disaster evacuation of your horses of the plans. And in some cases, practice drills may be needed. If you have comments or are interested in particular animal handling subjects, contact us at cbc at betteranimalhandling.com. Now, let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. Practice trailer loading your horses on a regular basis. Keep your trailers and towing vehicles road ready. Have two means for others to identify your horses. Make prior arrangements for a distant, safe haven in case of disaster. Abby says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling can be found in my book, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, published by CRC Press and available on Amazon and for many other fine book supply sources. My new spiral-bound handbook, 
Concise Textbook of Small Animal Handling was recently published and can be found on Amazon as well as from other book supply sources. Additional information is available at betteranimalhandling.com. This website has more than 100 past podcasts with notes on handling of dogs, cats, other small mammals, birds, reptiles, horses, cattle, small ruminants, swine, and poultry. Don't forget, serious injury or, or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Abby and I hope you'll come back next week when I'll talk about the debate on declawing house cats. Hey, Abby, do you have any catty remarks for next week? No, my eyebrows don't need trimming. But that was a catty remark.